Hey guys, welcome to the Conversations That Matter podcast. I'm your host, John Harris. Short podcast, hopefully, here. I wanted to just bring to your attention something that is trending right this second and probably will be developing more as the evening uh, goes on and into tomorrow to some extent. But the mainstream media, uh, at least one mainstream media source, and then at least one uh, very, very Marxist, social Marxist um, organization has picked up a story concerning a pastor named Kevin Smith in the Southern Baptist Convention. Now, this is all related to a video that someone made me, well, someone who was at the, the conference made me aware of at the Southern Baptist Convention. Uh, they, it, was, it was concerning a, a Nine Marks event. Now, you know, for those who are conservative who went to the CBN event, you know how this works. You, you have a big convention, but surrounding that convention are other events, and apparently Nine Marks rented a room and had an event, and so, and that's fine. Uh, they did this, um, I don't know what day, but it was uh, presumably during the convention. And um, and so there was a lot of Southern Baptists there. And this particular pastor, Kevin Smith, made some very inflammatory remarks about pastors who supported voting for Donald Trump. Um, used some very descriptive language. We'll get into it. And I had not, I, I actually wasn't even planning on reviewing this footage until later in the week. But since it's making the rounds now in mainstream circles, mainstream media, uh, or Marxist media, <laughs> put it that way, uh, then I, I figured, well, I will, um, I, I'll talk about it because the significance is this in my mind. This is how, this is the, the symbiotic relationship that exists between the secular or the, um, the, the Marxists out there in the world, the political Marxists, social Marxists, and then the pastors and leaders in Christian denominations. And it, we've talked about this many times before, most notably uh, when people like Ed Stetzer or Russell Moore write op-eds. And the intention is to, instead of speaking prophetically to the world about what they're doing wrong, how they need to repent, they take the opportunity to write from the New York Times about how, or Tim Keller for that matter, about, you know, what evangelicals are doing wrong. And so, it, and, and they run in the same circles. They're, they're, uh, they're, their views are very adjacent to the views of the mainstream media, the Marxist uh, media. And th this is not a surprise to those of you who've listened to this podcast. I've given countless examples of this, but this is an interesting one to me just because it's, I, I, I doubt Kevin Smith was intending for this to ever go as big as it's going. And I'm sure if you probably asked him, hey, Kevin Smith, would you want the Occupy Democrats using your quote to smear other Southern Baptist pastors? He probably would, would try to say no, or you know, the Occupy Democrats, uh, I, I'm, not, I, I'm not political, I'm apolitical, or you know, I don't know, this is hypothetical on my part, but I'm just, I'm just drawing upon all the things I've heard from more elite uh, progressive evangelicals and how they really try to go to great lengths to portray themselves as neutral politically and, and transcending the political spectrum to, uh, to support the kingdom of God. And, and that's just all they're about. And it's this third way stuff. And we've talked about that too. And I just think, you know, they don't want to be closely aligned with a political party or one side or the other, but that that's kind of the ruse because what they're actually doing is they're they're pushing left in a denomination that has been traditionally very conservative uh, politically, and 
So that's the political angle. Of course, we know that there's much deeper theological assumptions that underlie these political philosophies. And so uh, that's where we get the postmodern uh, ideology and the um, uh, just the redistributive justice and the inappropriate or unchristian ways of looking at reality that um, ideologically flatlining reality into this conflict theory, uh, reducing it to conflict theory relationships and, you know, all the rest of the things that we talk about. And, and so, you know, these are the things that, um, that underlie these political positions and, and they couldn't be more different in this country at this point. Well, Kevin Smith steps right into it. And, and so here's, I, I'll show you a little bit of what's going on publicly here, and then I'll show you the video. And if you want to see the full video in context and everything, uh, I'm going to just post it on another website. You can go check it out in the info section. The link will be there. And if you want to listen to it, it's a little hard to listen to because it's on a cell phone camera, but uh, but you'll get the gist of, of uh, I think, what's important for our purposes here. And, and you can see the kind of quote that uh, the, the secular left would really likes to use. They like what Kevin Smith is saying. They, they think this is great. This is this is pushing the needle in their direction. It's going to accomplish their goals. Kevin Smith is being used by them without even intending that. I mean, this is. It just shows you though how it's proof positive in my mind that uh, there is a total leftward drift. And and it, the ironic thing is um, in the the panel that uh, at the Nymarks event um, was, at least Danny Aiken, was, was very adamant there isn't a leftward drift, and as the others are nodding along, right, that this isn't happening. And, and it's like, it just, it just shows that that's totally not true. If you have the Occupy Democrats using uh, what you've said at, at an event, and you say, oh, there's no, no leftward drift, and then you got someone like Kevin Smith saying this, who, who's, by the way, I mean, he's got clout in the SBC. He was head of the Maryland-Delaware Convention, which has a reputation for being a, a pretty woke-friendly and, and really aggressively woke uh, convention. Um, it's He's, uh, I mean, he's on the stage at the SBC. He's not just in the audience. He's on the stage. And we're, I'm going to show actually another clip, Lord willing, uh, later in the week from him uh, talking about uh, the uh, culpability of um, mothers in abortion. Uh, so we'll, you, you'll see he's got some authority. Anywho, uh, he so here's what he says. Uh, he says, um, af, and this is after I, I believe Protestia published an article where they said Kevin Smith said some inflammatory things you're about to hear uh, about Trump voters or pastors who would support Trump in the Southern Baptist Convention. And so his reaction to it is, I don't know about hit dogs, but it's strange that some guys always get their panties in a wad whenever race is discussed, even if it's a discussion among friends, of which they weren't involved. A blessing of the SBC is its size. You can have 100 friends for every one, and there's... Okay, and then that's it, I guess. So, uh, this it's interesting because when I saw this earlier today, this this advertisement you're seeing now was not here. Um, and it was just, it was, I saw this and then I looked up and saw his pin tweet, the tweet from 2018 that he wants everyone to read. And it says that saints, when discussing tense matters with fellow Christ followers, it can be helpful to use biblical language and paradigms, avoid secular combat rhetoric and engage as a family member seeking to persuade rather than a lobbyist or activist seeking to maneuver an opponent. Let me read this to you again, because this is going to be so ironic. There's just, this, this whole thing is such an example. I, I couldn't pass it up. I had to record this because it's such an example of the move that's constantly made 
uh, on it, to, to make you really think that you're crazy, or that's the effect it at least has. I mean, so many people think, I'm like, am I nuts? You know, No, you're not nuts. This is what's happening. You have a guy like Kevin Smith having his pinned tweet this. Saints, when discussing tense matters with fellow Christ followers, it can be helpful to use biblical language and paradigms, avoid secular combat rhetoric, and engage his family members seeking to persuade rather than as lobbyists or activists seeking to maneuver uh, an opponent. So that's that's what he it wants to project that he's about. Yet at the same time, he makes this tweet that I just showed you that there's these guys that get their panties in a wad whenever race is discussed. I mean, what's he insinuating? They're just... Oh my goodness, we can't talk about race. No, that's not the issue. It never was. I mean, it's a, it's just, it's juvenile. I don't know, I don't know what word to use about this. It's, it's, um, it's beneath someone like Kevin Smith to use this kind of. It should be, really. Um, it's, it. You're gonna frame it like that, like they're just afraid of discussing race. No, it's, it's not about discussing race. The conservatives in the Southern Baptist Convention are more than happy to discuss race, but the topic is not race. The topic, it, there's, it's, it's, uh, it's critical race theory. It's social justice. It's Black Lives Matter. It's the whole narrative, the inf- CRT-infused racial reconciliation narr- narrative, and, and which has assumptions attached to it that are in conflict with biblical Christianity. And even that, conservatives will discuss, but they just disagree. So it's just such, I have heard this so many times, conservatives, you know, they get their panties in a while they get upset when race is discussed they don't want to talk about race no it has nothing to do with it i've never met one conservative who is really afraid to talk about race oh my goodness uh there's different there's different people out there different kinds of people oh my goodness i'm so afraid of that i mean come on but anyhow anyway he's saying even if it's a discussion among friends of which they weren't involved so they weren't at this public meeting it was a public meeting as far as I know, uh, at this, I mean, I, I think you could you could go to it if you were at the Southern Baptist Convention. I don't know if you had to register or anything, but uh, but it was it was a it was a meeting that took place in a, a room full of a lot of people, and it was very participatory. I mean, Kevin Smith wasn't even on the stage; he was asking a question, and uh, and it said something inflammatory, which you're about to hear. And so, Protestia writes an article. Kevin Smith has a response. And, and so I just want to start off with saying, look how out of step even his response is with his pinned tweet. It's just, on, on the one hand, it's, you know, we're peacemakers. We're, uh, we're just trying to be biblical here. We're just, we're, we transcend party politics. And we're not trying to be lobbyists or activists. We're engaging a family member. On the other hand, here's, here's the hypocrisy coming right out. So uh, here is, let, let's, let's look at, well, let me just look real quick. Uh, I'll show you what what the news story at MSN is saying right now. It says pastor at Southern Baptist meeting called out Trump uh, called out yeah called out Trump political whores. Yeah, that's the language used. Pastor Kevin Smith called out some Southern Baptists for being political whores to former President Donald Trump while speaking at the recent meeting at the Southern Baptist Convention at the Anaheim, California event, which was held earlier this month. Smith spoke about how um, he has seen the Southern Baptist denomination change in the past decade, and he called out particular attention to the racism, he said, he has seen from some of its members. According to the pastor, some Southern Baptists lost their minds when a black man was elected president, referring to Barack Obama. I don't mean agree about politics or policy or nothing, said Smith, who is black. I just mean giving a darn that somebody else is hurting who is supposed to be your brother or sister in Christ, and I think some Southern Baptists just bent over and became political whores with this whole Trump stuff. 
Southern Baptist denomination has historically been one of the most conservative evangelical branches of the United States, according to Pew Research Poll. Now, this is the significance of this, and this is what's missed on so many of these uh, these guys, unfortunately, in the convention who are saying, I'm a third way guy, I transcend the political rift, and I'm just about Jesus, and you know, I'm look, I have conservative things I believe. Well, it's like, well, yeah, you do, according to a standard of the secular left, perhaps, but you're in the Southern Baptist Convention. So you're pushing the needle left within a denomination that's super, well, at one time was on the right. That's the whole point. That's the effect of what you're doing. The left is perfectly happy with that. And what they think is significant is the fact that, hey, he's saying this in a denomination that's on the right. Um, Smith, the teaching pastor at Family Church in Palm Beach, was uh, was previously on the executive director, let's see, for the Maryland Baptist uh, Delaware Convention, da 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 all right, so that's pretty much the significance of this. Uh, okay, so let's just um, let's let's go to the the source here. After, let me just show you this: uh, the Occupy Democrats. That's right, the Occupy Democrats right now. And this tweet has been out there now for. Uh, well, let's see. They they posted it at two o six. It says so. It's been out there about eight hours, almost. I guess. Um, something like that. And it's already got, I mean, over 11,000 retweets. It's got uh, over 39,000 likes. It says, breaking, Minister Kevin Smith slams MAGA pastors as whores for Donald Trump and losing minds when a black man was elected president during his remarks at Southern Baptist Conference, causing many of them to erupt in outrage. Retweet to thank him for calling them out. If you're thrilled that Minister Kevin Smith slammed MAGA pastors as whores for Trump and losing their minds when a black man was elected president during his remarks at the Southern Baptist Convention, causing many of them to erupt in outrage, please retweet and follow us. Yes, that's right. So that is how the Occupy Democrats, and just for those who don't know, the Occupy Democrats, uh, they fancy themselves a grassroots political organization and news website supporting progressive Democrats. New York Times reported that our reach dominated Trump on Facebook before his ban. All right, so that's the Occupy Democrat. I mean, these guys are as left as you can possibly get. You just have to look at some of their their retweets um, and, and see, man, uh, you know how how far left these guys are. So um, that's that's who was really appreciating what Kevin Smith had to say and wants to support him. I mean, this is so. <laughs> this is. Uh, I shouldn't laugh, but it's just it's so it's just proof positive of what so many of us have been saying uh, that, yeah, of course, you're carrying the water for the Democrat Party. Of course, you're helping these people when you uh, push the needle left in that denomination because they know what's going on. They realize the denomination is known to be conservative, that a lot of Trump voters are Southern Baptists. And if you can in within that denomination, push the needle left. And really say things like that, like people who supported Donald Trump were political whores. Oh my goodness, that that, that just makes their day. And and uh, so here's the uh, the clip. Let's play it um, of Kevin Smith. And and then I want also to attach to this is Matt Chandler. Matt Chandler uh, answers the question that Kevin Smith uh, asked. So let's start here with uh, Kevin Smith and uh, go from there. That's it, Thomas. Yeah, Kevin.
stop there real quick and just here's what's going on let's set the stage uh, set the scene so kevin smith comes up to ask this question and he he's specifically addressing the white people on stage that's who he wants to hear from and their uh why they could be optimistic about the last 10 years and that so that gives you insight into the previous and, and if you read uh, or, or uh, watch the the video that uh, is in the info section you'll see what was discussed previously so that's that's what they're talking about how they're hopeful for the um then they think things are actually moving in a good direction in the Southern Baptist Convention, if you can believe that. And so Kevin Smith is just, um, how can you say that? I mean, look what happened with Trayvon Martin and, and how white people reacted and they were uh, not acknowledging or uh, being sympathetic to the hurt that black people felt. And look at uh, how they treated Obama versus Trump and they became political whores for Trump. And so this is what he says. And and then you have these pastors, some of them uh, trying to address this. And uh, I don't actually know who this first guy is, to be honest with you. Uh, maybe I should, but I think it's a new guy at Nine Marks. Or maybe if he's not, he's, I don't know, he's just not as well known. I'm, I'm not sure who he is. But anyway, he's a pastor who just essentially starts uh, agreeing, more or less, with with a lot of what Kevin Smith is saying in his analysis. And uh, it, it doesn't really push back on anything Kevin Smith says. But let's get to Matt Chandler, because that's, I think, the more... He's more of a uh, well-known, and, and that, let's see if I can skip ahead here. All right, let's do this. One, thank you for the question. Uh, I needed to shift about three years ago to start worrying about this at the Village Church in Acts 29, and, and to stop trying to solve it everywhere else, because I was, I was losing everywhere. I was losing white people, I was losing black people, there was... The touchdown kept moving, but I mean, it just kept, it was, it was never enough in this direction, or never enough in this direction, and, and taking shots over here, taking, and I'm willing to believe that you sign up to believe when you take this job. I mean, you got this calling, you, you ain't, I mean, there's a reason why Jesus says, blessed are you. 
when, when they say they slander you when they it, it's the job. Um, so I, I tried to kind of just double down in my neighborhood in the place that I'm pastoring and make sure we're doing the best we possibly can to be a welcoming place, um, to be a place where there's real conversation happening. Um, try to explain that, that kind of network where there's um, where the power is let loose, if you will, not given to, but let loose. Um, and, and there's a real home and a real place to be heard and to build towards. Because I know for a while there, I was like, let's get it, let's get it. And man, it, it just, things went bad, bro, in every direction. So I think the best I can do is boldly lead the church God gave me to the faithless. And then to boldly lead into the network he's asked me to lead. And it's a mess. And I don't, I'm super hopeful that, like, if I think about my daughter and my son and and then my youngest daughter, I, I think they're seeing a difference. Maybe, maybe we have a shot. Um, and that's not jaded tonight, Mark. Have I gotten have I gotten jaded during your morning? Oh, is that what it is this morning? So, I'm almost I'm almost in my fifties. Um, I love the relationships I have with genuine African American friends that are over a decade old now. Um, where I've got a safe place to process, and I feel like I've been a safe place for them to process. We've lamented together. Like, I know every man you just named. Uh, I've had meals with every man you just named. We've lamented together, um, been frustrated together. Um, so that that's the best. It, it's a frustrating place. It feels unwinnable, but I'm, I've got more hope in my local congregation right now than I've had I've got more hope in Acts 29 than I've had. But if I look nationally, it, it just feels too big. So like faithful at home, faithful in my neighborhood, faithful with my dinner table, faithful with our dollars, and then trust the Lord. What you heard Matt Chandler say essentially was that he affirms Kevin Smith's frustration. So no pushback on this language of they, they became political whores, they didn't care about African Americans because... They didn't accept the the narrative on Trayvon Martin and didn't uh, and opposed Obama. Uh, things went from uh, went in a bad direction and bad in every direction actually is what Matt Chandler said. And it's interesting to me that three years ago he shifted his focus to focus more on his local church, and he feels frustrated. Uh, he feels like uh, really that uh, this is the thing broadly speaking here. Kevin Smith says it. Matt Chandler says it. They feel like they're not winning. <laughs> That's. That's the interesting thing to me. They feel like they're not winning when they are totally winning. Uh, on, on like As far as gaining the, the levers of institutional control in this country for that particular, that, that critical race theory adjacent narrative, of course they're winning that. But they feel discouraged all the time. This is a common thing I see with social justice activists. They can win all the elections. They can, they can do all kinds of things. And they always feel like, discouraged like they're they're they gotta keep pressing and push harder and it's never enough and i think that's just a feature of it i think it's you know the, the expectation is for this immediate drastic action that's going to uh change revolutionize everything overnight and when it doesn't happen it's just discouragement on their part but uh it's just interesting because the conservatives feel like we just lost everything at this convention <laughs> like we didn't win one thing at this convention and yet, uh, that being said, 
you have you know progressives there thinking that they're you know, political progressives that that they're the ones actually losing. It's just interesting. So why don't you put in the in, or the uh, comment section those who think they have figured out why that is, why that dynamic exists. Uh, put your explanation for it. I'd be curious to read it because I, I this is weird to me. I've seen that for a long time. There's this expectation of perfection or something that they're going to win, and they and when they don't win to the even though they do win, but when it, it don't, things don't turn out the way they want them to turn out, they just get I don't know what they expect. So. Um, so, so it's interesting admission, though, of Matt Chandler when he says things went bad in every direction, I think, just because, you know, he's saying that when he went woke, bad stuff happened because, you know, Matt Chandler went woke. I mean, totally woke uh, as uh, in, on the race stuff, at least. I mean, he just uh, on the, the BLM kind of narrative. Uh, I mean, it's the same George Floyd who framed George Floyd's death, uh, same Matt Chandler who framed George Floyd's death as a demonic evil that characterized the entire United States. Uh, he posted the black square on his Instagram um, in order to uproot racism. Uh, he asked his followers on Instagram to reject a truncated understanding of the gospel. That's right, which failed to expose injustice, because apparently that's the gospel is you need to do a work of exposing injustice. And if you don't, then you don't have the full gospel. So, you know, there you go the, with the false teaching Matt Chandler's peddling. Um, and then when uh, addressing violent riot, riots, uh, Chandler scolded the people who pointed out all the flaws in the BLM movement while abandoning the church's responsibility to protest against injustice. So uh, the George Floyd, you can see the George Floyd thing, demonic evil, got to post the black square, got to uproot racism. That's part of the gospel. And yet the looting and the burning and the murders and all that that associated with the BLM um, uh, riots that, that took place. Oh, that's that's terrible that anyone would uh, call that out. Uh, he, he scolds people that they shouldn't be pointing out the flaws in the movement. I mean, if, if this guy's not woke, I mean, this is the guy who said he had an invisible bag of privilege that he was born with because he was white. This is a guy who drove a bunch of policemen out of his church because he kept insinuating that the police in this country are racist. Um, I mean, I don't even remember all the things this, uh, that Matt Chandler said or done, but I know there's been a lot. He's uh, definitely gone down the woke path. And... Um, and he's the, reaping the consequences. Things went bad in every direction. Yeah, because his church, people left. I mean, he, you know, he abandoned the core teaching of what he should, what he should be putting out there. And he, he shifted his emphasis. And of course, it's damaging. Of course, it's not good. Of course, it's going to cause problems. And he says he's hopeful now about where his church is. I don't know what that means. I don't know why, why, why he's hopeful for it. But uh, certainly the direction he's taken the last few years has not been good and, and i know that too just from people who have reached out to me from the church uh so so this is matt chandler this is matt chandler's reaction to a guy who's asking him why well, you know how can you be hopeful when you got all these southern baptist political whores out there because they're supporting the donald trump uh, they they lose their minds when a black man was elected president, as if that's why they were upset with Obama. Oh, which is he's a black. It, well, no, I had nothing to do with his policies. Look, I was at Southeastern. I remember in fall uh, semester of 2017, three statements heavily supported by the professors and faculty there. Two of them partially originating on campus against Donald Trump or the alt right. In eight years of Obama, nothing, nothing. This is just the sense of proportion is so off. And, and it makes me wonder why, how do they live in this fantasy? But, you know, you're looking around you, you're seeing that yeah, it's going pretty left. And yet you have Danny Aiken. No, it's not. 
<laughs> no, it's not. You have uh, Matt Chandler and Kevin Smith. Uh, you know, hey, we're discouraged, like we're losing or something. It's like you're you're pretty much you have the momentum, and of course, uh, the you know, with all this this talk of we're being persecuted, we're being uh, slammed, or names are being you know we're being called names. Look at the halls of institutional power in this country. Uh, you know, look at the places that uh, would feature Kevin Smith and his statement. And I mean, they have the momentum right now politically. Uh, I mean, the media. I mean, I'm, I'm be curious to see what happens in the next few days with this. But uh, we, we're the deplorables. The people who Kevin Smith is describing incorrectly. Those are the people that actually really get a lot of heat in the mainstream. I mean, in, in from the halls of power, they we get heat. It may feel like in the Southern Baptist Convention, oh, it's so conservative, but it's always been. This isn't you. You join the Southern Baptist Convention, you're joining a denomination at least at one time. That even today it is still is primary. Primarily, it's going to be Republicans. This hasn't changed. I mean, they voted to rebuke Bill Clinton and boycott Disney. Now they're going to Disney and giving discount count uh, discount tickets at the convention. Anyway, um, I, I just I, I thought this was a great example of how the mainstream or the the, the progressive left um, really is just applauding for the progressive pastors in the denomination and what they're doing. And I don't, I don't know to what extent these pastors are aware of how much they're helping the secular uh, Marxist left, but they totally are. And this is just proof positive that that's exactly what's going on. Anyway, uh, be curious to see the reactions in the next couple of days, but uh, yeah, this is this is a vindication for those of us who have been saying this kind of thing. Uh, go to the info section if you want to see more from that nine marks event. More coming later uh, in the week. Um, God bless, and uh, yeah, I mean, I hope that was somewhat helpful for some of you. I hope at least it was an illustration that you can uh, remember, perhaps in your mind, uh, when when you hear this objection that uh, some of the. the really people who are on the social justice bandwagon transcend the political divide and are somehow just forwarding the kingdom of God. No, they're not. They're totally on a side, and the side knows them. The side that uh, is benefiting from what they're doing knows exactly what they're doing and really appreciates it. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.